Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Matthew. Hey friends, happy Tuesday. This is your host, Jen, with the P40 Ministries podcast. And since today is Tuesday, we will be in the New Testament in Matthew, reading verses 22, 1 through 14. So go ahead and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible. I will be reading at the WEB version, as I always do. Jesus answered and spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who made a wedding feast for his son, and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My cattle and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his merchandise. And the rest grabbed his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. When the king heard that, he was angry, and he sent his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited weren't worthy. Go therefore to the intersections of the highways, and as many as you may find, invite them to the wedding feast. Those servants went out into the highways and gathered together as many as they found, both bad and good. The wedding was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man who didn't have on wedding clothing. And he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without wearing wedding clothing? He was speechless. Then the king said to his servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away and throw him into the outer darkness. That is where the weeping and the grinding of teeth will be. For many are called, but few are chosen. I believe this is one of Jesus' most famous parables that he speaks of in the Bible. This is the parable of the wedding feast. So in verse 1, Jesus is once again speaking to the Pharisees and to the multitudes in parables. We learned in chapter 21 that Jesus and the Pharisees kind of went head to head a little bit. And um, the Pharisees were asking Jesus all sorts of crazy questions like where did he get his authority from and stuff like that. And Jesus was answering every single one of their questions very well and very wisely. So he continues talking to them in parables. And now here's this parable in chapter 22. It says that Jesus started out by talking to them again in parables. And he said this parable. He says, the kingdom of heaven is just like a certain king who made a wedding feast for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. This has a lot of cultural um, aspects to it, actually. So back in Jesus's day, a king would sometimes send out invitations to the nobles and stuff like that, but he wouldn't give them a specific day that the feast would be ready. Finally, when it was ready, he would call people by messengers and they would be allowed to come. And many times these weddings were days long, especially one with a king. If you got there a little bit late, it really didn't matter because you could stay and party for days. <laughs> these these uh, parties by the king were just elaborate, beautiful parties. And so um, Jesus is talking about how this king here is wanting to give a wedding feast for his son. 
And now, of course, this king is God himself. And the son, of course, is Jesus. And I believe that the wedding kind of signifies um, Jesus and his church. Jesus often talks about how the church will someday be his bride. So this is a very similar uh, concept here of the son uh, having a wedding and the king throwing a wedding feast for his son, who was Jesus. It says that this king went out and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. So let me ask you a question. If you were personally invited to the king's wedding uh, feast, would you go? (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah, you probably wouldn't miss that for the world. That would be something super special that you would want to go to. I mean, imagine if you were invited um, to Kate and William, Prince William's wedding. You would absolutely find the time to go to that. That would be something so special you would never, ever miss. And I remember when Kate and William uh, got married, it was the only thing I saw in the newspapers and on the TV for almost a whole month. It was a huge deal. Everyone was so excited about it. You could see the pictures of her wedding dress. I remember looking through, I think it was People Magazine, and I worked at a salon back then. And I remember looking through uh, People Magazine and seeing Kate's dress and looking at all the pictures of the royal family and just how everyone was so excited about uh, the royal wedding. And even my sister was super into it. She was really excited about it. It was something that was a really big deal. So, of course, if you got a... a invitation by um, the queen to go to uh, Prince William's and Kate's wedding, you would absolutely find the time to go. And so just think about this parable. If a king sent out an invitation, personally sent out invitations to these people, they would probably want to go. At least that's what the thought process would be. But these people are like, no, no, no big deal. We're not going to go to that. It says that in verse 3, they would not come. And then he sent out other servants later on when these nobles and everybody else that he invited wouldn't come. And he told his servants to tell everybody, uh, those who were invited, behold, I have prepared my, my dinner, my cattle and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding feast. So he's, he really wants these people to come. This king is really trying to bribe these people to come. Look, I have so much good food. It's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. Please come to my son's wedding. And he's, you can see that this king is really trying to get these people to come. He should have been offended that none of these people wanted to come in the first place, but he's not. He keeps giving them invitations. Please come, please come. And he's trying to make it look so good. And that's how God is, really. If you think about that, that is really how God is. God really wants people to come to him. In fact, there's a verse in the Bible that says that God does not want anybody to perish. This king here in this parable is doing the same thing. He really wants these people to come to his party. They, he wants them to come to the son's wedding feast. And so they, uh, the servants go out. They once again invite these people to come to this wedding. And it says in verse 5, But the people made light of it and went on their own ways. They went back to their farms and back to their merchandise. Isn't that so true how it is nowadays? You can tell somebody the gospel and they make light of it. They make light of it. Oh, it's no big deal. That's not true. Oh, that's just an old-fashioned book. That's this, that's that. They make light of it. 
And Jesus is calling out that these people are making light of it. And it says that the the people would not listen to um, to the invitation to come to the king. And it says that they ended up going back and working. How, how crazy is that? <laughs> who would who would take work over going to feast with the king? No one. This is just so absurd. But this is kind of how it is. You know, God is the king. He invites everybody to come to him. And yet very few people want to come to him. And that's what Jesus is talking about here in this parable. He says that some of the servants in this parable, some of the servants were even killed by the people who were invited. It says in verse six that the rest that didn't go back home uh, to their own uh to their own work. It says that the rest grabbed his servants, the king's servants, treated them shamefully and killed them. Now, I like to think of the servants as the prophets. Jesus was talking about Israel here. Israel was invited to come to God and many of them, not all of them, but many of them treated the prophets very shamefully, killed a lot of them. And I think that's kind of what Jesus here is alluding to, is that the servants of the king are the prophets and the people are the Jewish nation, especially during the time of Christ. And so then in verse seven here, it says that when the king heard how they had treated their servants, he was angry and he sent his armies, destroyed those murderers and burned their city. So, of course, that's that's what happens you know when when you kill a messenger of the king of course the king is going to be infuriated of course the king is going to send out his armies to make sure that those murderers are destroyed and that's what's going to happen in the end times you know god is going to come back with his wrath that is what the bible talks about uh jesus is going to come back in wrath and that wrath is not meant for us it's not meant for the Christians, for the followers of Jesus. It is only meant for those who are like these evil people who kill uh, God's messengers, who who treat them shamefully, who completely uh, ignore their message. It's going to be those people who are destroyed, unfortunately. And that is why we need to spread the gospel as much as possible. So in verse 7, uh, it says that, yes, the king destroyed the murderers and burned their city. But then in verse 8, he once again says to his servants, I don't want the wedding feast to be empty. So go out and invite everyone else, everyone that you can find to fill this banquet hall. And he says, the wedding is ready. Go to the intersections of the highways um, of the highways, and go and go and find as many people as you can find. Invite them to the wedding feast. Uh, Jesus was talking about um, prostitution and tax collectors in one of the parables before. When you think of somebody working at an intersection, uh, you kind of think of um, a sex worker. At least I do. And so when, when God is saying here, go out to the intersections and find people, I believe once again, he's almost alluding to uh, the prostitutes, the tax collectors who are going to be invited into God's kingdom. And isn't that so fascinating? So this would have been a, a parable that just blew everybody's minds who was sitting there listening to Jesus. And so he says, it says that those servants went out into the highways and the intersections and they gathered together as many people as they could find that were wanting to go, both good and bad is what it says. And the wedding was filled with guests. 
And I think Jesus is also talking here about the Gentiles. Um, and, and yes, we know about what happened with the Gentiles. The Gentile church just grew and grew and grew in Paul's day. And we'll learn about that later. But in verse 11 here, it says that the king came in to see all the guests, but there was a man there who didn't have on a wedding cloth or a wedding robe. And um, I, w- I was actually researching this. And apparently, I, I don't know if this is 100% true or not, but it's something to throw out there. Apparently, in Greek culture, uh, sometimes they would give robes to people to attend these special events. They would give them wedding clothing or wedding robes to um, attend these events. And so some people speculate that perhaps this king gave his his guests wedding robes, but this one man decided he didn't want to put this robe on. He goes into the banquet hall and he's standing there in these tattered rags. Now, of course, the king is going to notice this man who has so little respect for him and for his son. And it says that he said to this man, friend, how did you come in here not wearing wedding clothing? And the man was speechless because he didn't have a qu- an answer to that question because he just didn't put the robes on. And so it says that the king was really mad at this, this man. And he says, bind this man hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness. That is where the weeping and the grinding of teeth will be. And then Jesus ends this parable by saying, for many are called, but few are chosen. And so this man at the wedding ceremony I believe represents the people who, I've talked about this a lot, actually, the people who say, Lord, Lord, who know about God, know about the Bible, know about everything, but don't actually take it to heart. They're the people that I think kind of believe that they're going to go to heaven based on their own works or based on, um, anything else, anything that's false. The only way we can get into heaven is through Jesus Christ. So it's the people who don't believe that particular statement and think that they can get to get to heaven on their own and even know that there is a God and maybe even know that Jesus exists, but maybe not necessarily believe in their hearts fully that they really need Jesus as a savior. And I think it's these people, the ones that that are wanting to get into heaven by their own works, but aren't actually like taking it to heart, basically. And so it says, and and Jesus talks about this so often about these particular people, not actually going into heaven, but going into outer darkness. It says that the king said to the servants to bind this man and to throw him into the outer darkness where the weeping and the grinding of the teeth will be. And then in verse 14, it says, for many are called, but few are chosen. So these people, all of them were all called, but few of them were really chosen. Every single one of these people were called to come to the wedding feast. Some of them laughed. Some of them took it lightly. Some of them killed the servants that had this message. Some of them came happily and some came unprepared. For many are called, but few are chosen. And so that's kind of how Jesus ends this sort of sad parable here about the people who just did not 
really want to be at the king's feast, at that banquet, that banquet that was supposed to be such a joyous occasion, that was supposed to be happy and filled with um, just all sorts of good food and everything like that. It was, it's just a very sad parable because in real life, this is really what happens. The gospel is spread, it is spoken, it is talked about, but very few people really care. And that's the unfortunate truth we constantly see as the years go by, church numbers dropping and dropping and dropping as the younger generations uh, refuse to believe, honestly. In fact, I want to say it's not just me and my husband, but my husband and I are some of the youngest people at our church. We're not the youngest, but we're some of the youngest. And um, it's just very, very sad state of events because I just wish that there were more young people that cared and just wanted uh, God and wanted this stuff for their lives, wanted the gospel, because we're seeing a huge decline in young people that are really interested in the gospel. So we need to be spreading the gospel as much as we possibly can. And uh, that is why I ask everybody every once in a while to share the podcast on your social media platforms, share it to your friends, share it to your family members, and uh, let everybody know it, ex- it exists because this is a very simplistic form of the Bible. It's a really great place to start. If you're not really sure um, what the Bible is or where to start or anything like that, and even I think it's good also for people who are even more advanced in their faith, because for me, I am learning so, so much, and I wouldn't consider myself a, a beginner in some of this stuff, but I just I really love um, learning about this stuff and going more in depth learning about the the cultural aspects of a lot of this stuff I love history history was one of my favorite subjects in high school and uh, it, it, this is just so fun for me to learn some of this historical stuff behind all this as well but anyway friends thank you so much for tuning in this morning happy listening and God bless <laughs>